contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Friday night, you're here, it's time at Mutiny Radio for the Comedy Clubhouse, yay, yay, 
there you are, listening audience and audience here, and comedians are all ready to do great jokes for you. Uh, my board op, David Zunzu Kersher, who usually runs the ones and twos, is judging a children's chess match tonight because he is a chess master. And also, yes, yeah, so my board op isn't here, but uh, that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna get it all done. I think Jonathan Moore, the amazing, the wonderful, is gonna. Uh, is going to run the ones and twos for us. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight here. I'm really excited uh, about the comedians on the bill. I'm just going to run around here, and uh, we're going to get started on Mutiny Radio Comedy Clubhouse. Oh, everything works. Just pull down the pull down the sub mixer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna impress the comics here. Yeah. No, I want to impress you guys. I feel all the time that it's uh, pull pull me down a little bit, baby. I'm getting a little feedback. Or I'll, you know what? I'll turn down the. Nah, we're, everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything's fine and everything's great. No, I really do. I worry about impressing comedians because, like, you've got to make your peers laugh, right? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I love dick jokes. Will that make you laugh? No, that's what I do for audiences because I, like, start talking about feminism. They're like, more dicks in your mouth, pretty bitch. Say something that's... I don't usually call myself a pretty bitch. But yesterday I got filmed for a thing. I can't believe I got cast in a thing. And um, they did my makeup, and wow, I looked pretty. I was like, I get this whole makeup thing. If you spend $150, you better look good, right? Like, you, makeup's expensive. I don't wear makeup not because I'm a feminist, but because I'm poor. Like, I cannot afford to make myself look presentable to the world, I guess. But I'm like, argh. I'm wearing, I, I, I did my, I, I worked it out a little bit today. I've learned it just takes a little to put yourself together. Everyone likes a cupcake but they like it better with frosting, you know? <laughs> People like the frosting and the sprinkles. Anyways, I don't like getting dressed up because I feel like I get catcalled sometimes. I mean, catcalled, complimented, it's hard. I live in the Tenderloin. So a gentleman said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> That's a compliment. I think that's a straight-up compliment. I don't know. Catcalling, complimenting, I don't know. Another gentleman said to me, you got a nice fit on today. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. Thank you, sir. Compliment. Appreciate it. Hi, Mercy Rebel, hi. You made it in your thing. Did you come from the Tenderloin? I was talking about, you look put together all the time. Did you? No, 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 you didn't look like, but I was just talking about being in the Tenderloin and when you look put together, people give you compliments or catcalling. I don't know. Is it complimenting? Is it catcalling? I know I try not to wear skirts because I was walking down the street in the Tenderloin and a gentleman said to me, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? <laughs> ah, that's catcalling. See, that's catcalling. Not a compliment. Uh, and why do you want to like smell my boyfriend's cum? That's weird. That's 
that's, you know, that's on you, man, all right? That's gross. Actually, it's on me. It's all over me. It's gross. I have, a, I have an IUD. It's fine. It's all over me. I do understand catcalling now because I have a new kitten. <laughs> and so I see my cat and running around and I go, baby kitty, baby kitty. Come here. Come here, baby kitty. No response. Shows me his butthole. Oh, you're asking for it. Showing me your butthole. And I run over to my cat and I pick him up without consent and I turn him into a baby and I kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> I understand cat calling. That's all I'm saying. Like, the cat never comes when you call him. It's like, cat calling. Yeah. There's a third part to this joke. Mm, cat calling, complimenting. What's the third part of the joke? I can't remember. Shit. It's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was trying to impress you. I opened up with trying to impress the comedians with my joke writing skills, and then I got into my cat calling joke, and I couldn't remember how it went. Oh, I remember. It's because I'm going through menopause. Ah! And I've been like totally crazy and horny like my eggs. This is it. Like my eggs are like, this is it. And uh, they're saying it's, you know, I had, I, my last period was August 7th of this year. It had been four months. And I know, clap for it. I know my underwear, <laughs> clap for my underwear. My laundry has never been happier. It has been much easier to clean my underwear since the four months Oof, but I was like, I was crazy horny and I was just sexually harassing everyone. I think I sexually harassed my mail carrier. He was walking down the street on 20th Street and uh, it was warm and he had his mail shirt open and he is wearing a wife beater. And I said to him, I hope the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked. <laughs> I was like, I just sexually harassed. The mailman, except, you know, what he was wearing. He was asking for it. You know, he was wearing that wife beater. I saw a little nip, okay? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Menopause is making me crazy. I, you know, like a regular San Francisco woman, I'm going through menopause and I decided, I want a baby. Yay, I should have a baby. Yay. So I decided to adopt a kitten. <laughs> I have a new cat. Meow, meow, meow. Babies are the best. It's so cute. It's tiny. I think cats are the most amazing, strongest. It makes me crazy when they're like, oh, pussy means weak or whatever. Cats have babies with teeth. <laughs> Kittens have teeth when they're born and they suckle on nipples. What are cat nipples made out of? Kevlar? <laughs> Pussies are the strongest things in the world. They have like eight little things with teeth. <laughs> Tiny, sharp, cute teeth. I'm sorry. I love my kitten. Uh, yay. I do. I love cats so much. Does anyone else love cats? Yay, are you a cat lover? I love cats. I love cats. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats. <laughs> sorry, I fucking love cats. Okay, I'm still, I'm fine. I can fuck around. I was going to, I'm still, I'm trying to impress you because we're, it, all it is is you guys and I'm like, I should tell actual jokes and stuff. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I do love cats. Uh, and I know that my cat loves me because my boyfriend was finger banging me and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. <laughs> Meaning that my cat loves the shit out of me. Uh. Or women really do taste like tuna. 
Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore, none of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. It is, I have never done any augmentation to my <laughs> vaginal area. I have one really like wonky fin, like a Nemo fin, like a tiny vaginal fin. It's like Nemo, and I think that's where I get all my sexual prowess from. It's like my little, my Nemo fin. That's how I get through the world. It'll all be okay. Anyone ever, anyone ever grow up in the 90s when all those, <laughs> maybe you know. Do you remember all the movies in the 80s and 90s where they'd take out the mirror and they're like, look at your vagina, love your vagina. Do you remember these times? I could never do it. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Ah, what is that? I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. But in the 80s and 90s, they were trying to get us all in touch with our stuff. I guess it's better when you take the hair off. It looks prettier. I don't know. <laughs> I, have a, I have so much hair, it looks like I have a kitten in a headlock. <laughs> I, guess. I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. Like you can't see anything. I'm not embarrassed about being naked because you can't see nothing. <laughs> it's all the way God intended. Enormous bush. You know what I don't understand? All this weed stuff. We're trimming all the weed. Anybody love weed? I love weed. I love weed so much. Why fucking finger fuck the bud all the time? Just give me the weed. I'll, I'll trim it myself if I want to. I'll take those pin leaves and turn I'll smoke them too. I don't give a fuck. Why are you, why are you trimming my bush? Don't trim my bush for me. Don't do that. Don't tell me how to trim my bush. I'm just saying, like, all those. <laughs> Everybody wants this. Finally, you go to the, I'm going to spend $60 for an eighth, and when I get it, it's, like, perfectly manicured and all the things. And you, you know someone's been finger-fucking your butt. Like, <laughs> like, the people who trim it, like, take all that stuff. They turn it into finger hash and bring it to me, and I smoke it. No, no one else loves weed. Just me. Cool. There's so much pacacha here. <laughs> Everybody will just put it. I make pacacha or faganja, depending on what you want to call it. If, uh, that's what I, that's, if, take it for your friends. I think like half of the people here don't imbibe, but you should at least take a piece and give it to a friend because it has like 40 milligrams. I know he doesn't, but give it to Nathan or something. Give it to another person. Eat it, take it home. There's still another layer under that. Everyone's afraid of that. You should be afraid of it. It's really strong. <laughs> I bought it right now. Good. <laughs> You can eat it later. It'll 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 be fine. Just toast it up. Put it in the microwave. I overbaked it. I felt terrible about it, but uh, let me. I should end strong with a good one-liner you haven't heard from me before. Jonathan, give me a joke you haven't heard in a while. Jonathan's in the back. He knows all my jokes. Throw out a joke you like of mine. Come on, you know my whole script. All right, all right, all right. We'll end on a smart one. So uh, in the city, there are food trucks everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Remember back in the day? Oh, wait, I have to get to that part of the joke. Fuck, I haven't run it in so long. that Everywhere you go, there's a food truck, right? Crazy. So I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day, and I went in to slake my thirst. You know what it was? A bookmobile. <laughs> so I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And when it arrived, it was a banana and I was a giant bug, and I looked out the window and saw melting clocks and burning giraffes, and I was like, da-da, da-da! <laughs> but it was surrealism. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. That's one of my, 
that's in my poetry set. That's for when I do literary events and I'm like, and I say, I have an MFA in poetry. It was a poor decision. It wasn't a bad decision. I'm just never going to make any money ever. Uh, hey, welcome comics to the Fifth Dances Comedy Clubhouse. Yay, thank you for being here on a Friday night. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to listen to all your jokes and all hang out together, and this is going to be fun. And just remember that there are people listening in the world. Yay! Um, but it's raining and it's crazy. So when it's like this, I usually just have to, well, first we have to sing the song, and then I'll tell you about the mad dogging thing. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. Looks like I'll be the one smoking pot tonight. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? You're here, you're trapped. I'm closing the door. <laughs> it's going to be okay. So what I like to do when it's like this is you have to mad dog each other to see who goes in what order. It has nothing to do with me. You all figure it out. I'm going to close the door, Jonathan, bring up the music for a second. And they got to like mad dog each other until we figure out who goes first. Wow, that would be a fuck. Yay! Yay! It feels like a Saturday, but with better comedians. <laughs> On Saturday, we kind of do the same thing. We're like, who's here? What are we doing? And stuff and stuff. Uh, so, did you mad dog each other? Do you know who's going first? Sharon, all right. I'm super excited for your first comedian of the night. She's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. She's a great comedian. She's been in the scene forever. Put your hands together for Sharon Berzer. Hi, y'all. My name is Sharon Berzer, but you can call me sir. Everybody does. I'm just not overtly feminine. I could wear like those Madonna cones. I could just not wear a shirt. Excuse me. You need to cover them breasts, sir. <laughs> so um, my girlfriend, the child bride, she is younger than me. And how I accomplished this was through the judicious use of gummy bears and roofies. You can do this too. You just go outside someplace strategic, like a softball game, or God forbid, a poetry slam, and you hold your hand out there really still. I'm holding my hand out still for all y'all in radio land. So I am that lesbian. I invented it. <laughs> I have not shaved my legs since 1972. Stop sexualizing me with your eyes, sir. I see that. I have a full back tattoo. It is of a Viking princess. She is riding a wolf. She is breastfeeding a baby, and in her free hand, she has a dream catcher. 
And coming around this side is a rainbow Subaru. It's being driven by Eleanor Roosevelt. And on the top, in a rocking chair, playing the banjo, is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I like me some banjos. And up here, there's, there's a little extra room. I'm putting the women's national soccer team. Right? Because I don't know shit about soccer. <laughs> but I like me some lesbians. <laughs> so uh, me and the child bride, we practice wicker. It's not wicker. Wicca is trademarked. They have a dress code. Wicker takes place at the house. It involves the furniture and the full moon. And I just wear my lesbian negligee, which is sweats and a clean t-shirt. Don't mess with me, or I will call on the power of the rattan goddess, and your crops will fail. Anybody in here got crops? What kind of crops you got? Fail. I also have an army of guinea pigs, and they will come to your house and cause confusion. <laughs> so um, I came to San Francisco 15 years ago from Mississippi to avoid the light beer and manufactured homes. They were afraid that I was gonna desecrate their women through the institution of holy matrimony. Like I was gonna go up and down the aisles of the Piggly Wiggly or the dollar store like Godzilla just picking up women. <laughs> it's not the same now. There is no one in the frozen foods who's trying not to make eye contact with that dyke on aisle three. Son, if your lady takes one look at me and turns to lesbitarianism, you are doing something wrong. <laughs> Cause I know this is hotness. It is magnetic. Okay, it could be gravity, because I have put on a few pounds. But I am pretty awesome. And I used to be a big deal, but now I am gluten-free. <laughs> I am almost a vegetarian. I got tired of hearing my food's life story. Good evening, the chicken tonight. Her name was Henrietta. She was free range raised in Oregon. She's pan fried in a white wine sauce. And she was a slut. 
There's a hell of a lot less backstory to a carrot. I, I still eat fish because they are all transient serial killers. Except for those farm-raised ones because they never had a chance. I'd like to be vegan, but I can't. You know why? Butter. Yum. Right? If there's anything that me and my cousin Paula Dean agree on, it's butter. Yum. So, um, y'all know Paul, Pat Robertson? Yeah, he's a scholar. <laughs> he said that you can't be on Atkins and be Christian. You know Atkins? It's the delicious bacony bacon diet, right? So apparently Jesus, even sparkly Jesus, ate a lot of carbs. And the first instance of photoshopping was probably Jesus' sweet abs. Because <laughs> he was probably pretty chunky, even with all that walking. Like, one of the stories that we know, he probably didn't so much walk on water. It's just kind of float. I'm the son of God, bitches. <laughs> and, and maybe you've heard this story. When Jesus said, Lenny, he without sin throw the first scone. <laughs> To me. <laughs> so, um, they're making us gay folks get married, right? And I said to the child, right, you want to get married? And she doesn't want to. She thinks it's for them straighters. I said, child, right, we get married, we don't have to take your last name, we don't have to take my last name. We don't even have to hyphenate it. We can make up our own name. And it could be B, Q, T, Umlaut, 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 <coughs> ampersand. Umlaut, star, question mark. And y'all know the star is silent. <laughs> and that is pronounced butt-toucher. Because when I go out to a fancy restaurant and they are looking around trying to sound out my name, I can say, Butt toucher, party of two. So, I'm originally from Georgia, right? And y'all know The Walking Dead is filmed in Georgia, right? And the other night I was watching it, and this guy was getting his face eat off by a zombie. And I got nostalgic 
I was like, is that a live oak tree? Is that a 1976 Trans Am? Sweet. <laughs> it, go in there. No, don't go in there. Oh, do go in there because I bet there's original crown molding. <laughs> it's going to be nice. Because if you find yourself in South Georgia, zombies are the least of your worries. <laughs> We got gators. We got snakes. We got gator snakes. We got mosquitoes that lift off with a small child. And we got them Republican vampires. Y'all, y'all come back. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. Right? Ryan Muni is how I roll with my peeps. You can learn a lot. There's a picture on the Muni, and it has a picture of a pig and a cat. Pay special attention here, Pam. <laughs> and it says you pet one, and you eat one. Well, one of them tastes like delicious bacony bacon. And one of them tastes like pussy. How am I supposed to decide? Thank you very much. I've been Sharon Burser. Sharon Burser, everyone. Yay! Riding Muni. Yay! You were talking about getting married. Uh, I got my first STD from my marriage. Yeah, yeah. It was a sexually transmitted debt. That's, that's all that happens when you get married, everybody. It's a contract. Don't get married unless you have money or unless you want someone else's money. If you're both poor, don't do it. You'll lose your food stamps. You make too much money together. I'm sorry. I don't mean to give away all the government secrets. <laughs> all right. Are you guys going to mad dog each other for the next thing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Did they mad dog each other? Did you look each other in the eyes and go, who's next? Oh, Sharon Berger killed it. Who's going next? Oh, Starler. Your next comedian, he just murdered it. I don't want to set the people up, but if, if he sucks his balls off here, just listen to the last podcast where he murdered it, but I know you're going to do great. I'm sorry. I, I'm a terrible person. I just like dug a hole in this, stuck myself in it. And then I, I love you, and I, lo- I just I love you. You're going to be great, and I love, I'm just going to shut up. Everybody, everybody, Starler Birds, yay! How does one suck their own balls off? That was a rhetorical question, so don't answer. I guess I'll start with another rhetorical question. Did anyone else start masturbating young enough that they were concerned what Santa Claus would think? (laughs) Turned out he was cool with it. This is is my favorite time of year. Christmas. (laughs) Okay, so I was watching Shark Tank last night after accidentally drinking a bottle of NyQuil, and it really got me thinking, all the money on that show should belong to me. 
So I came up with a few billion dollar ideas, and I'm gonna pitch them to you. Sound good? Yeah. I think you'll be so impressed that you'll empty out your wallets unless you want your heads bashed in. So picture this, and like actually picture it. Close your eyes if you need to. A windowsill taser that will shock those damn cats trying to steal your cooling pies. These cats, these cats are a goddamn menace, people. I haven't eaten an appropriately temperatured pie in months. Well, if you love that idea, you're still gonna wanna bang this next one behind its back. Get this, a registry for people who are not sex offenders. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit shy. I would love a court-mandated reason to meet my neighbors. <laughs> Just walk up to their door and... Hi, my name is Starler Burns, and I'm not a sex offender. I noticed there's a park across the street, and that's fine. We could go on a picnic. The whole world is our oyster, because we have not committed sex crimes. Okay. Well, if those two ideas aren't singing for you, here's the singer. Here's the one that's going to make a lot of money. You ready? Finally, dogs for women. Don't think I gotta fill in any blanks. It's a totally untapped market. Talk to me after the show. I'll be coming around to the sack you can throw your seed capital in. Mmm. So, my roommate is an asshole. That's relatable, right? We all, we all secretly hate the people we surround ourselves with. <laughs> we were watching the Oscars and he turned to me and said, you know, Meryl Streep isn't a MILF anymore. <laughs> right? I was like, Jesus, Jeffrey, that's horrible. And he just said, well, I'm not really into 70-year-olds. So of course, I was relieved because I thought he meant you stop being a MILF the other way you stop being a MILF, which is when your children, uh, Die. Yeah, usually, usually a bummer. On the bright side, like if there's a silver lining, you can take solace in the fact that people do still want to have sex with you. Like you drop the M, but you still got the ilf. That, that's got to count for something. I feel like I feel like most of us are trying to be some sort of letter ill for somebody, you know? Like, why do you think I took up fly fishing? Trying to be this country girl's filth. Wait, is fly fishing one or two words? Filth. You know, I feel like my words are not coming out as empowering to women as I had hoped. There's also probably a couple of people who are real confused because they have no idea what a MILF is. So for future reference, 
A MILF is a mother in the Lord's fellowship. We got a lot of respect here at Mutiny for women who raise their children with Christ in their heart. Ain't that right? You can clap for that. Or, or don't. Actually, I kind of prefer you didn't. Get this, get this lady out of here. She's clapping at me. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so trends, you know, they come and go. When I was a kid, I was really into the Pokemon cards. I had to catch them all. I had no idea how to play that game, but you do know I had to catch them all. One trend that's been making a major comeback lately is bigotry. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not in charge of what's popular, folks. If I was, we would have had a slap bracelet comeback. Those were, those were fun. But, you know, the cause of this upsurge isn't too mysterious. Just picture that iconic scene from Free Willy where Willy's jumping over the rocks, but the boy is Donald Trump, and the whale is just racism. Yeah, the whale is bad in this analogy. We don't want to free him. In fact, fuck that whale. They should build a wall it can't jump over. Well, in thinking about prejudice, I've ended up coming to the conclusion that the only way we can overcome prejudice is if we first acknowledge prejudice. You cannot cure a disease you have not diagnosed unless you are Jesus. So that's exactly why I'm gonna acknowledge my prejudices to you right now. Yay. Don't worry, unclench your teeth. The only end bomb I'm dropping tonight is knowledge. <laughs> Prejudice number one. This is a list, by the way. I like, I like lists. Prejudice number one. I hate people who self-identify as introverts. You think you're special because you like the sound of rain and the smell of books? Wish you'd stayed in your shell. Pretentious little turtle. <laughs> We're still going. This was a list, remember? It doesn't end there. Prejudice number two. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. Have <laughs> <laughs> Have to say any more for that one? Just a horrible class of people. You don't ever want to see me at the club. It'll be like, everybody get low. No, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart joke, very cerebral. Yeah, we're having fun. Prejudice number three. Not so sure about those Italians. Like, I know we let them be white about 100 years ago, but Maybe there should be an occasional audit of that decision. I'm not sure I see it. <laughs> I'm surprised the mean little children had been caught on to this with nasty little rhymes like, uh, like, if your meatball is spicy, you're not white, see? That's actually kind of catchy. Don't spread that around. We're trying to overcome prejudice here tonight, remember? I hate children. <laughs> so I'm a complicated man. 
I do not know how to pair my strong support for abortion rights with my strong desire to make a t-shirt and it's got a little punk rock baby on it and he's flipping the bird and beneath him it says abort this bitch. <laughs> it's like, sorry Planned Parenthood, but that's, that's a great t-shirt. You just gotta remember that comma between abort this and bitch or you totally change that shirt's message. <laughs> I feel like that's about 10 minutes, isn't it? Let's see what we got here. Okay, oh perfect. So I'll end with this. I thought it would be fun, all these comics being together, to just go through a few one-liners. I got a bunch of one-liners written down. Let's see what works. Does that sound like fun? Yeah, let's see what we got here. Now, my mama didn't teach me much, but she sure as sugar taught me To treat every man as a potential rapist. <laughs> you, you know what? That's actually the only thing that's written down here. I guess that's it for one-liners. Yeah, yeah. That's true, though, about men. That's a lesson I passed down to my dog. <laughs> and with that, I've been Starler Burns. You've been very nice. I bid you adieu. You remind me of a t-shirt I was thinking about today and it would say, it'd say like rape champion, like with a hand written lips. It's, no, it was. I'm not associating my brand with rape champion. Oh, good. As you should not. I've been eating too much of my food and I have no idea what reality is like. Yay. The reality, yeah, sure. The reality that you live in is not the reality that I'm living in right now. Yay. But we're all here and it's going to be great. And uh, who did you guys mad dog each other to see who's going up next? Yeah. Who's going up next? Robert Keith. All the way from Sacramento, you guys. Uh, driving all the way here. He's hilarious. He's amazing. Put your hands together for Robert Keith. Yay! Yeah. I'm actually from Concord, but that's okay. I forgive you. You have two first names like me. It's a disability. You ever, anybody ever give you shit for having two first names? Nope. Never? In your whole life? Nobody's ever, you've never said, hi, I'm Pam Benjamin, and somebody's like, you got two first names. It's crazy. Because with me, it happens all the time. Robert Keith. I go fill out a form, like at the DMV or the library or wherever. I slide it through the little window. Constant reaction. Keith is your last name. Like they're asking me if I'm sure. You know what I mean? No, I'm just dyslexic, but I'm not dyslexic. But I'm the third. My full name is Robert John Keith III. I know the most ridiculous name you've ever heard, right? So my dad was junior. My grandpa was senior. When my grandparents were naming my dad, they were just kind of slightly lazy naming him junior. When my parents named me, they were seriously stoned naming me the third. There's no effort there. It's just like they were baked and they didn't really care. And I had to live with the consequences, having the longest, stupidest three name and being the third. Fucking I get shit for it all the time. It's crazy. I hate it. Anyway, um, this coming Thursday night is an important night for me. Uh, December 19th at 1030. I'm going to see the new Star Wars movie. Yes, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that's the reaction because I really need to discuss this. Okay, because 
I'm, uh, I just missed the cutoff for millennials. I was born in 79, okay? So technically I'm Generation X, okay? I grew up with the original episode four, five, and six, Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I was like, not even born when Star Wars came out, one when Empire came out, and like three when Return of the Jedi came out. And Return of the Jedi is like my favorite fucking movie ever. You can't fuck with Return of the Jedi, okay? So I could have lived without the prequels. I really could have. Except for every part, every part that has the Emperor in it, because that dude's fucking badass, right? Okay? So I could have done without episode seven. I watched episode eight, and I liked it, but then everybody else started hating on it, so I think I hate it now, too. I haven't, I haven't watched it again. I haven't watched it again since the one time in the theater because of all the bullshit that's being talked about it. I'm just turned off. You know what I mean? And I think if I watch it, I'm going to be just listening to all this negative Nancy shit and I'm not going to like the movie anymore. So I keep it as the one time where I did like it. But this fucking episode nine shit is fucking important because like I said, I could have just been happy with Return of the Jedi. If they fuck this up, they fuck up Return of the Jedi. You see what I'm saying? Here. Because this is like a story, guys, of a galactic good and evil type thing, right? And the way they left it, good won, and good was good, and the force was good, and the dark side was bad, right? But now Kylo Ren with his red fucking lightsaber, he's all emo and shit. People kind of like the dark side now. I don't think it's cool, man. I think there's a chance that this movie might end like where the dark side wins, just as a big fuck you to all of us fans kind of thing. You never know. You never know. I hope not, because that would fuck my life up. You know what I mean? Rogue One, Rogue One was fucking awesome. Best day ever. Dude, the ending was fucking spectacular. So, if they are smart and they nail it, like they did, Robert will be, like they did with Rogue One, Robert will be happy. If they pull a fucking solo on us, or a fucking episode one or episode two, eh, eh. I just have a, I have a hard time anybody being Han Solo but Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? I got a bad feeling about this. Get off my plane! Name that movie. Air Force One. Harrison Ford. Get off my plane! Anyway, that's my horrible Harrison Ford impression. But yeah, this fucking Star Wars shit is really important to me, so I just want to get that off my chest. But if you think, if you think about Star Wars and you think you can, th you can make a lot of parallels to our current state of, of things in like politics, like our president... Like, imagine if, like, in some alternate universe, Trump was like Darth Vader, right? He'd probably, like, be like, we're building a star. It's a really deathy star. There's a whole lot of death on it. Nobody knows more about killing people than me. There's hella death on this star. And the reason that we're building this star, people, is because there is a flood of Ewoks coming from Endor, and they're trying to get to Tatooine, and we don't know anything about these Ewoks. I've heard they're murdering Ewoks. I've heard... They're, they've killed, they've killed stormtroopers with logs and rocks. Who would have thought the Ewoks would bring down an empire? But I am here to make the empire great again. It's mega, make the empire great again, not MAGA. Passing out hats after the rally today. You know, a lot of people come up to me, they say, Darth Donald, your daughter Leia is so hot. I must admit she's quite hot. Perhaps if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be darthing her. Big, long darthing with my red Darth saber. Yeah, that's my daughter. Very hot. Don't, do you guys think Han Solo is a hero? A lot of people say Han Solo is a hero. I say he's not a hero. Here's why. Because I captured him, turned him over to the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett, 
he turned him over to Jabba the Hutt and he was frozen in carbonite. I don't know about you, but I prefer heroes that weren't frozen in carbonite. That's the only reason he's a hero. My son Luke, what a guy, what a guy. Anyway, um, got kind of off track there. That's funny, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Right, you guys were laughing, cool. What else would Darth Donald say? He'd probably say something like, I don't even know Emperor Putin. Never met him. But if he was here right now, I would have to say, what is thy bidding, master? Ooh, I got a snort laugh. That's fucking killing it right there. I love the snort laughs. You got to, you got, do you, I, I'm, I know you do. And I know, I know that my, my Darth Donald, I know that you enjoy it, Pam. And I'm actually, I'm glad to get this opportunity to put this out there on the radio waves because I think this is some fucking solid genius shit that I came up with. And I should be noticed for it. Like, I think that, like, I could see myself doing this, like, nationally or something. I don't know, except for the six people in here. You know what I mean? I feel like this could get a crowd of six or 60 or 600 or 6,000 going. I mean, it just depends, but I feel like I feel like I'm surrounded by friends in here. There's a very, very good vibe. Everybody's looking at me intently, and nobody seems disgusted with my jokes. Nobody's looking at me like I'm not funny. You know, you know that look, right? Like, I'm doing one of those like eyebrow slightly up looks for those who can't see me right now. Not a bad thing that you can't see me right now. I'm not much to look at. Maybe I have a voice for a face for radio. Is that what they say? Yeah. Um, what else is going on with Trump over there? Uh, Darth Donald, what else does he talk about? Oh, some people say that being a Sith is bad, but I say no. You know why? Because there's very fine people on both sides of the force. Very fine people on both sides of the force. And when you're a Sith with the women, you can do whatever you want. You don't even have to ask. You can just force grab them by the pussy because you're a Sith and you can do these things because you have the force. That's enough, Darth Donald. I really, really have a hard time doing that, guys, because there's a reason that you don't see people doing Hitler impressions, right? I have to, like, muscle through that shit because Trump is so fucking dumb. Like, we're all liberal in here, right? Thank fucking God, dude. It gets so awkward when there's one that's not, and you could have sworn that they were. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. I was at a bar the other day, and I was talking to this dude, and he was talking about how he was from Canada, and how they have Medicare up there. Everybody has health care. They, they can't understand how we will just let people die uh, if they can't pay for their health care here. And he was talking all these liberal things. And then I don't know how it happened, but he said, yeah, that's why I voted for Trump. And I shit my fucking pants. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I started asking him the normal questions like, where do you get your news? Fox? Uh. I couldn't fucking believe it. And it turned into a really frustrating conversation. He said, well, the economy's good, so I don't care what he does. And I said, listen, dude, this guy, before he ran for president, literally went on The View and told The View that if his daughter wasn't his daughter, that he would be dating her. If you met any guy anywhere that said that they would date their daughter, you'd fucking run. And you voted for him, you dumb piece of shit. I have no empathy. I have no sympathy. I just... That should have ended it, don't you think? The whole daughter thing? But then if it had, I wouldn't have that fucking killer Darth Donald joke, would I? So maybe I should be thankful for Trump because he's providing us with comedy. Never mind all the hurt and pain and misery he's causing. I hate Republicans. There, I just said it. I'm not going to turn this into a fucking thing, even though I feel like maybe Ted I could. Talk. Ted, talk. Ted, Robert, talk. Robert, talk. Robert, talk. I, I distinguish myself from Ted. I don't even know that fucking guy. This is a Robert talk. 
fucking I would I would do a TED talk. I'd do a fucking anybody talk because who wants to listen to me? Fucking me, me. I want to listen to me, right? No. Um, did you guys hear that Charlie Sheen has AIDS? What? Yeah. Like I heard that, and my honest reaction, I was like, again. I could have sworn that shit happened in the nineties. And that shit happened in the nineties? No. Uh, well, you. Yeah, no, he just came out one day and said he had AIDS, and I, I said I could have sworn I saw that on the Today Show 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It was like on the Today Show, and there was Katie Couric, and I was like, didn't this already happen? I could have sworn this already happened, but it didn't. But I think that if, like, Charlie Sheen was in, like, a cartoon where he was, like, the roadrunner and Coyote was, like, AIDS, I think you'd, I've just been watching 10 years of Charlie Sheen Coyote roadrunner episodes, and then the final episodes is where AIDS finally gets Charlie Sheen. Trashy didn't get AIDS, AIDS got him. That's my AIDS joke for the night. <laughs> Not gonna talk about AIDS anymore. Except that one time this chick that I was trying to fuck told me that she had AIDS to get me to back off. That's my other AIDS joke. <laughs> no more AIDS talk, I promise. No, but I'm a big guy. Um, I think that there comes times when, as a big guy, you have to accept the fact that you're fat. And for me, it came when the first time I was standing in the shower and I looked down and I couldn't see my dick because of my gut. That's like, hey, I'm fat now, can't see my dick. But I have a good relationship with my dick. We've been hanging out since I was like 12, you know what I mean? I figure that if a day or two goes by and he doesn't see me and I don't see him, we're both gonna start like missing each other, right? So I'm like, well, I need to figure out a way I can see my dick because I'm sure he wants to see me. So I just figure all I gotta do is breathe in a little bit and I can see it and breathe out and I can't see it. And yeah, I play peekaboo with my dick. Very single, very single. This is the part of my set where I feel like I'm diving into old shit that I shouldn't talk about. What is that the one minute or you're number one? But this is a one minute. Okay, all right guys. I'm gonna think of a joke that I know for sure is gonna make you laugh and I'll apologize ahead of time, it's about my dick. But I know it'll make you laugh, okay? This isn't a hack dick joke. This is actually really creative, so I hope you guys respect it. It's an audience participation dick joke. Are you ready? Here we go. My dick is so small. How small is it? You guys actually care. Right on. My dick is so small that when I pee, I have to tuck my balls in between my legs so I don't piss all over them. Pissing on the toilet seat for me, accomplishment. Now I know what everybody's thinking. Is his dick really that small or is it just a joke? Well, it doesn't matter because right now, the thousands of people listening and the seven people in this room are thinking about my dick. <laughs> I'll take that as a win. I've been Robert Keith, thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome back, Pam. Robert Keith and his AIDS jokes, hooray! No, I have a good herpes joke that I'll tell you that offends a lot of people. Um, it's my favorite hate-fucking joke. So if you ever have an ex-boyfriend or an ex-sending ex person, you just have to remember that herpes simplex 1 and simplex 2 are the same herpes. It's just location, location, location. So if you really want to hate-fuck someone, you wait till you feel those little bubbles on your lip. And then you give them a blowjob. Yeah, that's a real hate fuck, motherfuckers. That's like, it's pretty fucking evil, is all I'm saying. Okay, see that, just like your AIDS joke, my herpes, my herpes giving joke doesn't ever land because it's not funny. It's scary and awful, <laughs> but it happens.
the more you know. <laughs> just Simplex one and two, same herpes. Just don't, if you even think you have a, don't, okay. Did you guys mad dog each other? Do you know who's up next? Yep. Yeah. I'm so excited. She's so amazing. I first met our next comedian because she's like this amazing fundraiser person who was like, all these things were happening. She's like, let's raise money because Trump is an asshole. And there were all these cool shows. No, you were a part of all of that like super cool fundraising stuff about political shit. And I appreciate that so much. And you're also incredibly funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Marcy Rogo. Yay! Aw, thanks, Pam. I am. I kind of liked the herpes thing, but it wasn't a joke. It was like real advice. I may use that um, one day. Men deserve it. Um, So it may not come as a surprise that I am single. So many years of single. Um, But uh, I started dating again after my breakup. Um, I joined J-Date. because my mom paid for it. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure like which ones to try next because I've been out of the game a bit. You guys got any that you like? <laughs> go to the bar. Go to the bar. Go to the bar. Okay, go to the bar. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, is it, I'll, I'll look it up on the app store. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> you said you hate them all. Which one do you hate the least? Okay, Hinge. People are talking about it. I should download it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The The problem is I feel like when I download dating apps, I see comics on them, and it's so awkward. Um, yeah. I screenshotted David Roth's profile once and introduced him at a comedy show by reading it, and it was so embarrassing for him, which was, like, the best intro I've ever made because um, his profile was so dumb. Um, <laughs> he, like, talked about his... Um, he talked about his Super Bowl commercial. Um, but I guess if you're like a Jewish divorced guy, you got to just bring out what you can. Poor David. Um, great comedian, though. Um, yeah, so uh, I, uh, I am not from uh, San Francisco. I'm from L.A. Does anybody not hate L.A.? Everybody kind of hates L.A. Jonathan, maybe, kind of doesn't hate it. Oh, you're good with L.A., yeah, because Jonathan's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting dating here because I feel like um, if I shower, already an eight. <laughs> you know, just great. Um, what else about San Francisco? Asperger's, no longer a deal breaker. You know, you just get used to it. Um, especially when it comes to consent, got to be real clear. Um, the only deal breaker I've sort of figured out is um, the South Bay, right? Like, what are we going to do on our date in the South Bay? We're going to take the G bus down to Mountain View, like ride around on those like clown bikes, like along Google's campus. Um, perhaps we'll go to a romantic dinner at Panera. Yeah, I'd actually, I think I'd rather be spit on on Sixth Street than uh than date in the South Bay. It's the fucking worst down there. Um, but one thing I like about dating in the Bay Area, I feel like people are woke here. Who, who here is woke? Give yourselves a round of applause. Oh, if we're, is that a new thing? If we're woke, we're racist? Oh, no. I feel like if you're really woke, you can't call 
Oh yeah, it's kind of meta, okay. I'll have to get rid of this joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'm not woke, but I'm trying to do my part. Um, so now, you know, when things get a little bit heat, heated in the bedroom with a new man, I go, stop. No BJs till equal pay. <laughs> yes, yes. This is what I'm running on in 2020. <laughs> this is the smartest thing I have ever thought of because I don't have to give a blowjob again. <laughs> Otherwise, they're not a feminist. Right? Use it. Take it home. Spread the word. There's a hashtag. Um, it's really important, yeah, that we all use this for sure. Um, wonder why I'm not married, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this one's a little new one, so, so um, humor me here. Um, I have two nieces who are perfect. They're literally perfect. I love them. Um, and I have a sister who is mean to me. And she told me I'm not ready to have kids because I'm not responsible. She thinks I'm not responsible. I go, excuse me, you're not responsible. You raw dogged your college roommate while you still had a medical debt. And then you did it again two years later. And now you are stuck in the South Bay because the public schools are good. So you're irresponsible. <laughs> Really, I've been having intercourse for 15 years. I never got pregnant. So who is the irresponsible one now? Thank you, thank you. I feel super responsible. Yes, not even one abortion. It's crazy. And I, it's crazy because I'm all about abortions. I'll be there immediately, you know? I'm like so there, uh, but I've never actually had the opportunity. Um, <laughs> I really want to get one. Is that weird? Maybe. I think because when I was, you know, when you go to college, your parents sit you down and they're like, this is what sex is, et cetera. My mom, this is a true story, not a joke. She sat me down and she goes, before you go to school, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, I understand. Thank you. The, the education system got me. And she goes, no, if you get pregnant, don't you fucking take care of it yourself. You call me and I'll fly there and I'll take care of it. She's like, I don't want you getting a hanger abortion. She's like, I'll come and pay for a proper abortion. And I was like, wow, thanks, mom. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever offered me. Um, and I never got to take her up on it. I could have gotten like a 5K abortion. <sighs> One day. One day. Um, yeah, I've been kind of down from the breakup because I do want to have kids. And obviously, it's not happening for me yet because I'm so fucking responsible. Um, and so sometimes when I feel really bad about myself, and I don't really share this too much, but um, I go to a soul cycle class. <laughs> it is pretty embarrassing. Um, for the radio audience that doesn't know what soul cycle is, is there a white man or woman in the room who can explain it? Anybody know what soul cycle is? You someone look like yells, you do. Someone yells at you while you're on a bike. You're on a bike and they're like, go fast, go slow, we're going up a hill. Harder. Yeah, that's pretty much it, Pam. Yeah, no, good. Give it a round of applause for Pam. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's pretty. I've been going to these classes and thinking a lot about it. And honestly, like, um, I agree. I think that 
um, well, what happens is, for those that don't know, you walk into this very dark room, um, and there's this gay man screaming at you, screaming at you to get on the bike and keep pedaling. And then he puts on the techno version of Hello by Adele. And then $35 later and 45 minutes, and you've gone nowhere. Literally nowhere, nowhere. So while I'm in this nowheresville, I'm looking around. I notice there's like literally seven cameras on the ceiling, seven, in a small space. Um, and it occurred to me what's happening here is that SoulCycle is actually a covert government operation recruiting an army of women and gays. Yes, yes, this is a thing that is happening. I know it's happening. I can definitely imagine General Caitlyn Jenner sitting in her office, measuring how many seconds my arm fat jiggles after the song stops. Um, I actually wore a shirt that says Jew, um, just to make sure I didn't get recruited to this athletic army. I don't want any part in that. Um, there's these bitch holes who are in the first row that always like just wear like us. They have like perfect bodies and just wear a sports bra. Um, such bitches. Um, and you know, I, I saw one the other day uh, she was wearing a sports bra, but she actually had like a tummy. She had like, looked like she ate something. Um, <laughs> crazy, right? So I thought, wow, San Francisco, of course, we're here. We're, we're progressive. We're starting this off. And um, the lights go, go back on at the end of the class. And her little friend says to her, hey, what do you do? Because she was pregnant. Yeah, it turned out she was pregnant. Yeah, what a bitch, right? Um, <laughs> Still have more to add to that Soul Psycho joke. So many thoughts about Soul Psycho. It is so weird. If you've ever gone, it is so weird. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, okay, we can do an, an oldie but a goodie. Anyone here in their 20s? <laughs> Boo, the white guy. Um, no, it's fine. Um, are you in your 20s? I just turned 30. Oh, congrats. Uh, Round of applause. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, good for you. Um, yeah, I, there are only two things I miss about my 20s. One is plans. Like, you probably have plans after this. Oh, but that's plans. Okay. There's another open mic after this? Oh, what a schlep. Um, right, exactly. Like, in, like, you know, in my 20s when I was living in New York, it was like, you know, get up, go to brunch, take a hike, write a novel cure cancer, dinner with friends, you know, birthday party, late night karaoke. And, and that's like Saturday, right? That's Saturday. And you know, now it's like in my 30s, my favorite plans, cancel plans. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for Pam to cancel this fucking show. <laughs> so I could continue to watch 90 Day Fiance in my bed. Um, all good. The other thing I miss about my 30s, does anybody remember this? I mean, sorry, I miss about my 20s. Um, does anybody remember this? Um, blacking out on purpose? <laughs> remember, like, right? It's Christina's birthday. We're going to black out tonight. And then you proceed to take all the Jaeger bombs and soggy bombs and shots until everybody's blacked out, and it's great. And um, now blacking out goes something like this. Woke up, forgot to eat breakfast. Went to Soul Cycle class. Had brunch, 1.5 mimosas. Walked to Whole Foods, got a kombucha, blackout. That's it. I've been Marcy. Thanks for having me.
Marcy, there's alcohol in kombucha. You got to be careful with that, like 3%. It's like a 0.03%. The only reason I know that is you can't buy it with food stamps because it has alcohol in it. So look at me trying to be all healthy with my food stamps. And they're like, there's alcohol in that bitch. Shut the fuck up. That was very, that was very, very funny stuff. And I enjoyed it very much. And I have very many things to say about it, but I'll write them into you in a note because I was like, I'm going to comment on that and that. I, you, you, you triggered me in the most beautiful, wonderful, magical ways. I was like, <gasps> like, I was like, how am I going to respond to her set? And then I, it, it's, it, that time is gone. It just, it felt, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed everything you did. Um, your headliner of tonight, he's like this new producer guy. Ireland 32 is like his homeroom. They've got, it used to be on Mondays, but now I guess it's Mondays and Thursdays. It's a new room. It's on Geary Street. It's very nice. Way out, not way out there. It's a great new room. And there's nothing on a Thursday. He's the, there's been no open mics on a Thursday, and now he's bringing it back. So hooray. Put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. Yay. Give it up for Pam, guys. Yo, the, your whole set, Marcy. I was this. The something was just lodged in my head. You said your uh, sister uh, fucked her college roommate. So her. Okay, I was like, they're putting boys together with girls in the, the in her college. That would be chaos. Uh, that would be if you just got a random girl that you slept with for a year in the same room. People would die. Um, I uh, recently sort of went, uh, not really a breakup, but I was just seeing someone a couple times, and then she uh, decided to ghost me, which I was bummed about, and I was kind of in a hole about it because I liked her, and the way I decided to take care of that situation was by FaceTiming my ex-girlfriend for three hours uh, and intentionally falling back in love with her which is a horrible idea because <laughs> she lives in Boston. We're like still cool. We just broke up because we moved. But like doing that is like like quitting cigarettes by like smoking meth, you know? <laughs> like it's just changing one extremely powerful thing for another. Um, I have roommates. Uh, I have roommates like we all do. I guess we all live in San Francisco. You don't live in San Francisco. Robert, you're from Concord. How far... Uh, that's okay. Nobody really says it at all, do they? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You kind of look like uh, like uh, Eminem from Eight Mile if he just let himself go, you know? <laughs> or like uh, uh, like have you ever seen the Fantastic Four or read the comic? Like the thing before he got hit by those rays and like turned into, I'm sorry, man. I thought your Star Wars shit was interesting. You know the uh, the so this is super funny to me actually. Like half of the you know there's a big uproar after the most recent movie and people hated it and shit like that. So apparently half of the people online who were like shitting on that movie were actually Russian bots. <laughs> Yeah, cause they, cause yeah, cause the Russians decided that if they undermined American culture by making divisive thi things that are, you know, held to a high standard, divisive, then the, it's a dude. Russians, here's the thing. Pam is very baked right now. She is super high. <laughs> she is, she is stoned. She's in Star Wars right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. I no, I actually kind of love. Uh, I love all the stuff that Russia is doing right now, because not only am I, I am Russian. I'm or her, my heritage. I'm half Ukrainian, but also I love conspiracy theories, and I feel like they're just feeding that machine. You know what I mean? They're really coming up with a lot of good stuff. I think. Um, so I, you know, right on, Vlad. Uh, Actually, my my I'm straight, but my homosexual fantasy is I want to fuck Vladimir Putin. Because not even because I'm attracted to him, I just kind of want to assert. I feel like asserting my dominance over Vladimir Putin would be one of the most fulfilling things that I could ever do, you know. And I want it to be consensual too. Like I want to like take him out to dinner, make him feel things that he hasn't felt in a long time, and then take him home and make sweet love to him and then never call him again, you know, <laughs> for America. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of a confused clap though, right? Like you don't really know whether or not I'm, yeah, it's not really woke, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'm really woke. You said you're super into abortion, a big fan of abortion. Um, I'm actually not pro-choice, isn't that crazy? I'm a, I'm a Democrat, I'm liberal, I'm not pro-choice though. I don't think that's a decision that humans should be able to make. I think that uh, I think that it should be mandatory, actually. I think every time you're pregnant, you should have to abort it. <laughs> that's, I'm a big fan of abortion too, actually. Had, I've, I've been a part of one. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, not really a joke. Um, I uh, I feel like millennials' kids are gonna be kind of kind of boring, because all kids all kids have to rebel against their parents' generation, right? But what are you gonna? How are kids gonna rebel against like millennials? Like our cult, like they're just gonna get good jobs and not eat ass and like <laughs> like you know they're just gonna be responsible people, and they'll be scared straight too by the fact that all their parents committed suicide. You know, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> It's it's really going to be a problem for them. I also think that I do think though that the birds and the bees talk will be much more interesting when millennials give it. You know, like you'll be like, all right, little Timmy, uh, sit down. I'm going to tell you about the birds and the bees. Uh, sometimes bees they like to sting birds, but before the bee stings the bird, it has to make sure to get consent. That's a very important part. And uh, sometimes when the birds are being stung, they'll want to be choked. Uh, and when you do choke, if a, uh, when when a bee is choking a bird, it's very important that he constricts the the veins on the side of the neck and not the trachea in the middle. Um, that's a really important thing. And yeah, Timmy, it is a little weird that a bird would want to be choked while it's being stung, but uh, you should never say that out loud because that's kink shaming, and you shouldn't kink shame a bird. Um, it's important that, and actually, there are also some bees uh, who are not even attracted to birds. They're attracted to other bees, which in this scenario sounds more natural, actually. But there are some people who believe in God that think that bees shouldn't be with other bees. Uh, they think it's a sin, and they think that God hates gay bees. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be more fun. <laughs> Uh, I'll, yeah, you know, we're, there's not really that many people here, so I'll get real with you guys. Um, I'm bipolar. Yeah, yeah. So don't clap too loud or make any sudden movements. You know, I might, 
might freak out, you know? <laughs> um, and some people, I don't know if you guys are particularly, or I don't know how woke you guys are, but some people are trying to make the word crazy a slur for people who are like bipolar or schizophrenic or whatever. And I'm just here to say to you guys and all the people on the radio that nobody who's ever experienced psychosis gives a shit whether or not you call us crazy. Uh, we have far more important things on our mind, you know, like the fact that our dogs are telling us to kill people and <laughs> the fact that Kim Kardashian's in love with me, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm full on, full bipolar, baby. Uh, fully bipolar. I have to take pill, I have to take pills for it. Uh, lithium. And uh, I keep my pills in the car, right? Because I always have them that way. And the other day, someone broke into my car and stole them. Yeah, which is a hilarious prank to, to play on a mentally unstable person, you know, <laughs> just severing my only tie with reality. Uh, but I think they probably stole them because they thought they were opiates, right? Like they were a deranged homeless person trying to get high, which is ironic because they probably took them and just became like mentally stable, you know? <laughs> like, like the person's final crime was just getting their shit together, you know? <laughs> um, I've been I've been 5150 too. Does anyone know what that means? <laughs> Who doesn't know what that means in a room? I'm always interested to see in a comedian. You don't know what that means? Oh, I thought you were woke. You don't know either? Okay, so 5150 is when you get taken to the psych ward against your will. Uh, so in my case, I was having a manic episode, and they were like, you're sick. You need to go to the hospital. And I responded, I'm Christ. I will not be detained, you know? And then they tase you and uh, take you to the hospital. And it was a little different in the psych ward than I thought it would be. Like that padded room with the mattresses on the floors and the walls, you know, the one that you always see in movies and shit, that doesn't exist, which I was bummed about, you know, because if I was going to be in there, at least I wanted to learn how to do a backflip, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> just spend my time wisely. Um, there were also undergraduate med students who were in the facility as part of their education. And I got into a little bit of trouble because I kept sort of like fucking with those kids. Like they would come in and uh, sit down and I'd be like, hey, what are you in for? And they'd be like, no, I'm just a med student. I'm just visiting. I don't have a mental illness. And I would just go, yeah, that's what they told me too. <laughs> You're going to be here forever, you know? <laughs> you ever seen Shutter Island? Like your wife is dead, you know? <laughs> Which is only makes sense if you know the plot to Shutter Island. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. You know, it's actually based on a, it's almost an entirely the same as a movie that was made in 1920 called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is a silent movie. And uh, I went to film school. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Isn't that, ra isn't that crazy? But not, he, Scorsese didn't rip it off. He like acknowledges it in interviews and stuff like that. Uh, but the other one, the other one's good too. But silent films are kind of, it's like you could be watching something better. You know, exactly, exactly. You can score them though. It's, that's the fun thing. If you're watching a silent movie, you can put your own music on and it doesn't ruin the movie because you, uh, you know, there's no music in it. Um, okay, what else do I want to talk about? How much time do I have? Well, I'm going to do 10 minutes because that's what everybody else did. Oh, that's 10? All right. I'll do one more and then I'll get off the stage. Uh, uh, what do I want to do? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at dirty talk, like in bed. Uh, but I don't have a lot of sex, so I've been working it into my act. 
you know? Uh, so I'll tell a joke like, uh, you know, uh, whenever giraffes, whenever I feel sad, I just think of how shitty it would be to be a giraffe with strep throat, right? Not a great joke, but uh, I'll be like, tell the joke, and I'll be like, yeah, you liked that joke, didn't you, you little slut? <laughs> it's been making, I think it's been working. All right, guys, I'm Jack. Thank you. Only because Jack brought up the dirty talk, I want to <laughs> close with one little joke. Is that Jonathan's back there with the headset on right now. Look at him back there being so awesome. Everybody clap it up for Jonathan. Tonight he ran, he was David, he ran the ones and twos, he's awesome. But we're so vanilla in the bedroom and you know, I'm like, oh, like we wanna like talk dirty to each other or whatever and he's like, I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, baby, put on that headset, you know? Cause I've heard how you talk to those 12 year old boys in Korea. Like, just talk to me like that, baby. I wanna put my, I wanna put my big gun in your pussy mouth. Say it to me. Sorry, I was trying to, but it's, I've eaten too much of my own food and drinking all of it. You raised your hand. You didn't say that. I was gonna say it too. You didn't say that he was playing video games. Oh, I forgot. Thank you. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like when you have a script. You know when you have your own script and you pull out of it? I was trying to pull a joke out of other jokes in a script and I pulled out the wrong parts. I'm sorry. He's not even back there laughing. He's just not even shaking your head. He's like, I know your script and you were completely off of it. Good. Oops. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Thank you for being here tonight on the show. I really appreciate all of you being here. Thank you for staying for each other's sets. Please take pot food for your friends. Thank you, Jonathan, for doing this and running the things. Thanks for, yay. We're trying really hard. Mutiny Radio is a thing. It exists. Thanks for being here. Yay, bye. Yay! We'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. 
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! 
Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hello, poppies. You are listening to Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Bear, and I'm back. Yes. From Ireland. I can testify that, uh, that you are back. That I am actually here. Yes. Back from Ireland. Well, what a great time. And um, just a little anecdote. The Irish consider you two to be a bunch of wankers and blowhards. <laughs> As I expected. The same goes for Van Morrison. Ah, uh, yes. But anyway, it is Pride Month here in San Francisco. That's a big old fucking deal. And a big part of the whole queer culture is the dance music scene. So, this month, I will be traveling through some of my favorite dance tracks throughout the last uh, century, starting with the rock and roll era and the 60s. And one of my favorite cuts of all time from that period for one of my favorite cats ever is Dwayne Eddy. And here he is, although I forget who's plays sax on this, but it's fucking phenomenal. But here he is with the great Rebel Rouser.
listening to pop off the sound of musical curiosity i'm your host bear welcome to the show oh and as i said at the top i was on vacation but it is good to be back if i can give you just a little bit of tmi um going through a bit of a thing personally uh emotion wise and a bit of what you would lightly call a funk um but music has in the past and has always saved my life. So it's really good to be back in the studio here playing stuff for you. And it is Pride Weekend, as I said. And each week I'll be focusing on a different era of music, playing some of my favorite songs to dance to from that era. And this time out, we're doing a little old school rock and roll and 60s era, 60s uh, Vietnam era stuff and uh at the top of that set Dwayne eddie rebel rouser uh one of my favorites and um brian setzer is my favorite guitarist of all time but Dwayne eddie is probably well he's the precursor so i he may be second i don't know i don't really keep a tab on that but rebel rouser's freaking great and i wish i could remember the saxophonist's name because he's killing it on that track the second track that set 
was Black Cadillac by Joyce Green. Um, I don't know much about Joyce Green. I didn't bring my notes with me. But it's one of those one-off records that happened a lot in that period, one-off singles. Um, and you don't really hear a lot from women rocking that hard with that much sass. Uh, I think it was from um, either, either Georgia or Alabama is where she was out of. Uh, and I don't remember the record label, but her and people like, um, well, I'm going to forget. There were a couple on the Sun Records label that put out a few stellar rockin' singles. Uh, but I absolutely love that track. I found it about, uh, I would think probably about a year ago now. And it's stuck with me ever since. Just killer. After that, of course, was the king of rock and roll, Elvis, with Method Blues, followed by Elvis again with Boston Nova Baby. Those two songs, not number one singles, but I prefer them to a lot of the number one singles, I have to say. Especially Method Blues, a real slow burn on that one. Um, yeah, the sing, the number one singles. Out of the, I like Heartbreak Hotel. is fantastic. Of course, Jailhouse Rock. There's a few that really stand out, but they all kind of sound like uh, Teddy Bear and, um, well, you know, they start to sound similar after a while because you make one hit, you want to repeat the success, so you make it sound similar. But yeah, Mesa Blues, Bossa Nova, baby. Great. Then at the end, the goodies with sophisticated boom, boom. Uh, goodies, nobody really knows about them anymore, but they were part of the Brill-Building factory machine, uh, along with the Shirelles and the Crystals, the Shangri-Las, the uh, Ronettes, the Chiffons, all those girl groups and all those great songwriting teams. I am going to get this wrong, but I think it was Cynthia Whale and Barry Mann who wrote that track. Um, and I think that was probably around 63, I want to say. I did a show about the Brill Building on Soundways TV, uh, which, soundwaystv.com, you can go there and find that show and listen to it, it's great. Um, anyway, let's continue on. This next song is another favorite of mine from uh, some iconic acts that doesn't get play. I don't think it was released as a single. It certainly wasn't a hit. And it's another kind of slow burn. And uh, it's Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations, but really it's Diana Ross and the Temptations. I don't hear much of the other Supremes on this track, but it's fantastic, and it's from that album they did together in the mid to late 60s that I can't remember the title of, but the title of this song is Try It Baby. So here is Diana Ross and the Supremes with the Temptations on Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. <laughs> Nobody but me. Nobody but me. Nobody but me. Nobody but me. 
Try it, baby. Try it, sweetheart. Try it, honey. Try it. 